And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. Hardship. My grandmother would go through it every month to pay her insurance bill. First, she would handwrite a paper check, in cursive. Then, using her own tongue, she would wet a stamp for an envelope. Today, however, we need not weary our hands and tongues. Today, we can pay our GEICO bill with the GEICO app. Away with hardship, in with bill pay on the GEICO app. Thank you. Blog Talk Radio. Okay, here it goes. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone, and the latest installment in our Masterclass Educational Series, Guidance from Spirit, Channeled Messages from Beyond the Veil. I'm joined today by my special guest co-host, Danielle Gibbons, who has served as channel for Mother Mary since 1994, allowing Mother, in her distinct voice, to share universal truths and lend guidance for the human journey. Danielle and Mother Mary join me on the second Wednesday of each month at 3 p.m. Eastern. After a brief discussion with Danielle, she will allow Mother to come through to speak. Please note that we do not take live calls from listeners during segments with Mother Mary. If you have a question about a job or a situation in your life, I ask that you rely on the psychic team or other team members on the show. Danielle has connected with people worldwide with Mother's Love and Grace through best-selling courses, life-changing retreats, radio appearances, and online events, and online events to inspire individuals to awaken and expand their consciousness. Visit BelovedPublications.com to learn more about Danielle and Mother's courses and events and to purchase their book, Mother Mary's Pathway to Love, Building a Loving Relationship with Yourself That Will Transform Your Life. If you'd like to follow Mother's teachings more closely, you can do that in several ways. You can tune into Danielle and Mother's appearance, appearances on Conscious Talk Radio on the second Friday of each month. Visit ConsciousTalk.net to access those segments. Two, you can be sure to visit the Mother Mary channel on YouTube to access tremendously profound videos of mothers speaking on a variety of subjects. New videos are uploaded every two weeks. Or you can review the archives of our discussions on the website, spiritualinsightsradio.com, and we would welcome your thoughts and feedback. Well, let's welcome Danielle back to the show, and today we have an interesting topic for you. Welcome back, Danielle. It's so good to be together again. Thanks, Charlotte. It's great to be here. <laughs> How are you? I am doing well. I am doing well. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, getting getting as much done as I can. Um, <laughs> but we we had talked about um, collaboration being a good topic to discuss for this segment. Yes. And so I'm excited about that. I am too, and I've been thinking about it uh, and uh, writing about it quite a bit, and 
and I think the reason I I wanted to read that with you is because I'm noticing, and I don't know if you're on the same page or not, but I've been noticing more and more in my life as I've progressed in my spiritual uh, awakening, my spiritual expansion, that collaboration really seems to be the way to go. Like collaborating with other people, connecting with other, because I look at collaboration with other people as, you know, connecting with them, uh, listening to them, interacting with them, not just relationships, but spiritually connecting with them. And I feel that there's always this type of collaboration going on when I do that. I agree, 100%. Yeah, and it's, it's nice to... Um, and when I think of collaboration, I also think of it more in terms of there's a type of equality there. Uh, you know, I, I'm not necessarily connecting with that person because uh, I need something from them uh, in order to, to have my own healing. That may not be the, the motivation for connection. Um, and in turn, they may not be seeking me out uh, for my quote-unquote services or whatever. But it's more a decision of equals <clears throat> to come together and create on something larger than you can just create on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think about this, that's what we do once a month. You know, we collaborate on your show. Absolutely. And, and, and I feel that I am growing as a result of it. Uh, and not just, you know, uh, with my, my work or my business or, you know, making more people aware of, of Mother uh, through me. But I feel um, this collaboration with you and with other people that I have in my life in this sort of way, I, I feel I'm growing as a person, as an individual. Like this is a, um, this has become part of my support. Yes. Support system, my, my life support. Does that, does that make sense? Makes total sense. And before I jump in, I hear a little bit of an echo. Do you hear that? Oh, I'm, I'm not hearing it. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Maybe it's not being recorded then. I hope not. <laughs> it seems full on now. Okay. Yes. Every, everything you're saying makes sense and is completely in line with what I've been thinking about on the topic because I have a thing in my life where I felt because of my life circumstances that it was all up to me. If I was going to do anything, I had to do it on my own. And yeah. so it has been a, a major learning experience, especially after Jesus came through in 2001 to learn to loosen up and be able to lean on someone else, so to speak, and understand that, you know, this is not a singular effort. None of our lives are in anything that we do. There's got to be some form of collaboration in the family unit, in a relationship and in a work environment. And so there's energy exchanges. And so when you pull back, I pull back my, my scope and you take a look at the collective 
as mother would say, there are no, no strangers. And so even walking down the street and exchanging a glance and a smile for some, to someone you don't know, that's a collaboration right there. So we go from the minuscule to the major, such as doing something like this with you every month, where we put our minds together, we put our, our hearts together, and then there's mother right in the middle, and we create and give birth to something new every month. And so it feels good to me to know that, A, I'm not alone, and that there's contributors to the things that I'm trying to bring life to. And at the same time, even without speaking with people in the divine or, or, or in the spirit realm, our lives, I feel, are still a collaboration between our higher selves, God, whoever guides us, and the work that they do to get us moving in the right direction in any way that they can. Does yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. So totally. It's all a collaboration. There is no singularity to it, even though we're individualized in these bodies. It's true. It's true. And, um, and, I, and I like the word collaboration because it sort of, for me, takes, it takes, it's a word that goes a little bit beyond just support. You know, I'm a huge believer in having a circle of support and getting support, you know, giving support, receiving support. But there's, there's this kind of mm, subtlety that's baked into the word support. And, and, I'm, and I'm the first to admit that I need a lot of support. I don't, I, I, there's no shame for me in that at all. It's a, it's a very big part of my life. But it's also, um, there's a feeling that uh, I need something, I'm lacking uh, so, and not in a bad way, not a self-deprecating way, but, you know, that I, that I need a certain something, some kind of uh, energy or insight or help or guidance, you know, that kind of thing. And other people are seeking that as well. And if I can share what's happened for me and that helps somebody else, that's support and great. But collaboration feels more like I don't need anything from you, Charlotte. And I don't feel you need anything from me. This is not about uh, me coming to you because I'm missing something or you coming to me because you're missing something. It feels more like what can we create, like fun. Like it feels um, kind of rich in possibility. And uh, it, I, I, I'm not I don't think I'm describing it well, but there's an element of fun in it for me, like enjoy and yes. excitement. Sometimes when I'm seeking or giving support, that's not really there because when I'm seeking support or other people are seeking support, I tend to, you know, it tends to involve people, maybe I or someone else is in pain or, or kind of lacking clarity or, you know, but collaboration is really just people coming together to create something and 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 that's there's a real element of of joy and excitement and discovery and not the kind of dreaded oh my god what am i going to find but the kind of happy like hey what are we going to find when we do this or what happens mm-hmm. when we do that so mm-hmm. it's a it's subtle but it's a real and I'm starting to feel that collaboration, that kind of energy in collaboration is a much 
better way to look at support, if that if that makes it like I'm shift. There's an there's something inside me the the mindset around support in, in the subtleties of that are starting to shift for me. Yes. Let me, and if you want, go ahead. No, go ahead. That's, that's, that's so exciting for me. <laughs> that, right. I, I know how it is when you're trying to find the right words to describe something, but everything you said makes total sense to me. Um, okay. If you want, I'll, I'll jump in and, and kind of put, try to find a few terms that could fit it. Um, what you're saying is when it comes to support, I tend to look at it as someone need someone has a need to fulfill. Right. And so you step up to the plate. And even though a support role is an energetic exchange as well, it's more, there's more of uh, an effort to it or a push to it where you're trying to hold someone else up or give them space, you know, or, or hold space for them and give them something that helps them see what's in themselves already. So that's an, that's a support role, but, for you and me in the collaboration role, I want to speak in terms of energy in that we come together, blend our energies, and from that, a third energy is created. Right. And that, yeah. that's what brings the joy. Yeah, but what if you took that same definition and applied it to support? Like, how would that shift your thoughts or feelings about support. Does that well, mean I'm, like <laughs> I'm not sure exactly. You know, I'm sort of introducing this topic as an exploration because this is something I'm starting to to shift my mindset around. Right. Like what if support itself, whether I'm giving it or seeking it? What if support itself became a collaboration, and what would that feel like? What would that look like? How would that be? That's a good question. I would have to sit and ask myself how I feel about support. So like you, I like to be supported and encouraged. Um, I'm always lending support to someone else. That's just part of who I am. So that's that's a smooth process for me. I guess when it comes to receiving support, if I look at it, Perhaps there's an expectation that I might apply, Mm -hmm. such as what if I talk to someone I haven't spoken to in a while? And uh, here's an example. Somebody calls and they want to tell you all their problems. And before they hang up, they don't even ask how you're doing. Have you you experienced that? And and you kind of look at the phone. And I don't really need, you know, that focus to say, oh, here's what's happening on my end okay, they needed to talk or vent and I helped them understand and and they went away and that's okay. But sometimes I need a little more than that. And so I think my feelings can be hurt if I say to somebody, oh, I'm working really hard on the show and I have these other projects and they do something. Maybe this is an extreme example. Rather than say, well, how is that going with that project or how is the radio show? It obviously makes you happy. Sometimes people will just change the subject. And so I not only feel not supported, I feel rejected. Does that make sense? Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think I I have a tendency to to be as self-sufficient as possible, but releasing my expectations that I get something from somebody. So if I get the support, it makes me happy. If I don't, I try to just coast along because 
I see the path ahead of me. And mother in her, that one video about the support circles that she, that she did. Yeah. Talking about your inner circle and then the circle gets wider. And it was, it was funny because I was writing, I was taking notes from the video and writing the words like the rings of a tree. And then she wound up saying that in the video. And oh. so you have these circles. I know it was pretty trippy. <laughs> and it's funny. And so you have your inner and then it extends outward. And so you know who you can depend on for what. And so for right. me, my inner circle has become people like you, my other co-hosts. Jesus and Mother Mary, and beyond that, the need isn't as deep, if that makes sense. Yeah. And when it comes to the people. And it sounds like your inner circle, and I think this is what's really shifting for me, is that your inner circle of support is more of a collaboration. Right. With the people Look at that. And the entities that are there. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. it's not so one-sided or, you know, there it's, it's more people are, are, that are there are people that understand the essence of collaboration, you know, that both that giving and receiving. Um, and, and I'm, and I'm just sort of marinating in that right now and, and wondering if it's even possible, say, for example, the example you gave about somebody who, you know, just talks about themselves or whatever, and then they hang up and they don't ask about you or, or they don't, you know, uh, honor the the fact that you've brought something into the conversation about yourself that you want to talk about. And Mm -hmm. they just, you know, go on to something else. It, it, I wonder, is it possible for even that, even when you're the one getting kind of short or feels like, you know, you're getting short changed or cut off, like, I wonder if even that could feel like a collaboration somehow, like on some level. There's some kind of creation going on. And even if the third thing that's created, I like, I like your use of that. Like when you and I come together, you know, two energies come, collaborate, and create a third thing, a, a, you know, this show, creation. Even if the creation or the third thing or the third energy that's created isn't pleasant, like it's not maybe light filled, maybe it's more shadow filled. Mm-hmm. But after collaboration too, it is it possible to see it or feel it or experiencing it with less emotion, feel the full energy that's present, what just got created in that in that phone conversation where I wasn't asked anything about myself, you know, and they just left. Mm-hmm. What was created there? And is that something that I'm interested in continuing to create? Like, is this third energy, does it benefit me? Does it benefit them? Does it benefit the world? Does it benefit, you know, anything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, I would say... How do you how do you shift that? Like with every collaboration, how do you refine it? How do you how do you make it better? How do you um, you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It seems like it would be the same process because what's be, what was being created, even though it wasn't pleasant, was a learning opportunity. 
Yeah. And so a chance to go within and say, okay, why do I feel this way? Simply because I didn't get equal time to talk about something I was excited about, you know, or, or, you know, I noticed that this person uh, is continues to be more self-focused than us focused. Um, Mm -hmm. This person doesn't really seem to be that interested in me. Um, You know, they, they seem to just want something from me when they call or when they talk or whatever. And so you think, have, is this familiar? You know, do we, do me and this other person, do we continue when we collaborate? Do we continue to create this, this third energy that feels yucky and kind of like, I don't, you know, draining. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and then we get to take action about around that, you know, do I have a conversation with this person? Do I love this person enough? Mm -hmm. You know, is there enough of a, of a bond between us that I need to say something that I I want to shift this or is it time to let this person go or, you know, uh, Mm. yes, I was, because I, I feel that there's a, there's an element, to, and, then, and I'm just going to talk to, about myself personally. It's just personal in my own feelings, opinions. There's something about support and, and my history with it that I feel I'm often when I need it or want it, I feel that there's a neediness inside of me. And there's nothing wrong with needing, obviously, we all need each other and people and, you know, a connection. But there's a neediness that puts me at a disadvantage. It's a, it's a classic way of thinking for me that when I need support, I'm somehow less than and I put the other person uh, or, uh, in, a, in a position over me of power. Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's like this differentiation of, of power. And yes. And I do it. I'm the one that does it. I don't feel necessarily that the people in my life do it, but I'm the one that does it. And so thinking of things in terms of collaboration, it feels more empowering to me. It feels like, okay, even though I need support right now, what, can, what am I bringing? What, by needing support, what is it that I'm bringing to this collaboration? Right. Instead of Oh God, you know I'm going to be the taker here, and I'm going to—I'm the needy one—and because I feel that way, there's some shame around that, and so I'm often the one who wants to be giving the support um, because uh, I don't—and it's hard for me to admit this and to be totally, you know, disclosure and honesty. But uh, there's a part of me that likes being the one in that power differentiation, you know, the, the one, uh, if other people think the way I do, then I, I'm the one a little higher. And, and it's a, it's a, it's a false sense of empowerment. It's a, it's a false sense of, of, um, confidence, of self-confidence, of self-worth. And so if I'm always the one giving support, then I don't have to deal with the shame of needing support. And Mm -hmm. when I think about collaboration, I always think in terms of equality. I I don't, when I think of that, I don't think of 
need or power structures or anything like that. I just think of equality. So when you and I talked about creating this show today and the subject, I thought I've, I've really spent a lot of time and I, and I feel that this is a real pivot point for me. And I'm guessing since I'm not uh, a unique person in the world, that there may be a few others out there like me. <laughs> oh, I think they're out there. Yeah, who also have that mindset around support and the possibility of of using a word, and maybe collaboration isn't the word for them, but using a word or something to invoke that feeling of equality. Mm. I think we'll have to see what Mother says, but but I think we just have to change our perception. Yep. Um, because the joy that we feel in collaboration, and I love the way you put it, collaboration being equal to equality, where support feels, especially, you know, you feel needy because you need something, and I understand that feeling completely. But the beauty in it is that there is equal opportunity for support on both sides because as we give, we receive. That happens simultaneously, and that's where the joy comes from. And so perhaps in needing support, we have to give that support to ourselves to ask for the support. Do you think that would bring it around? Yeah, and also to be able, like when someone calls and talks and says, oh, I got to go, you know, and gives no time to you, to be able to say, well, wait, wait a minute. (laughs) You know, that's, uh, uh, you know, this is a collaboration between us. And I don't feel the equality here, you know. There needs to be equality for me here in this relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. And Maybe, you know, some, and I've been guilty of this before. I mean, sometimes you just kind of, I've kind of run off at the mouth and then it's like, oh my God, I have an appointment. You know, I have to go. I'm so sorry. You know, but I, then I'll try to call somebody back within hours or the next day and say, okay, your turn. How are you? <laughs> What's right. going on for you? You know? Right. Um, it happens. So, yeah, I, I, I think that uh, there that support can be tough for people because of old mindsets, uh, that there is not equality in the realm of support. Yes, I like that. I had an experience this year where I had to decide whether or not to end a friendship. The friendship initially was very supportive on both sides, of course. But all of a sudden, the other person's personality changed, and it got to the point where every time I picked up the phone, I was being insulted in some way. I mean, really put down. Huh. Yeah. It it was pretty bad. So I tried to fix it, but the other person was not receptive of the way I felt. You know, well, you know, when you call me a midget, that hurts my feelings. Yeah. I don't yeah. like being called names. Don't call me a midget. Don't call me a, the B word. And, you know, this is what was happening. And, and I tried to research medical conditions and, and then just approach the person with what is happening. Help me understand this. How do we fix this? And it, it was not met in a collaborative effort to fix it. It was uh, justified. Yeah. 
you'll be oh. justified and, and all of that. And then I just had to walk away. Mm. Being supported is one thing. Being ripped to shreds is another. So it, it got a little abusive. I mean, that, that, is, that is fantastic, healthy boundary work right there. I mean, that's really fantastic. You it's know? refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be able to, yeah. to say this is not okay with me, and if you're not willing to share what's going on with you, what's really going on with you, you know, why this behavioral change, then yes. I'm not going to put myself in your path anymore because that's mm-hmm. not healthy for me. Could, so could, that's, you, congratulations. That's fantastic. Yeah, because she kept running me over in both directions. And um. Yeah, I, I suspect that it's something to do with me and with where my life is going, and I'm just very happy um, for the most part with, with all that's happening, you know, and um, perhaps it's, it's back to the shadow where they, the shadow compares the person that you're looking at to you, and it, and it evokes feelings, and then you combat those feelings, and then you start to say things that you normally wouldn't say. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. Uh, but I tried, and uh, I had to move on. It's time to move on, you know. I do. <clears throat> I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I recently lost a friend as well. Really? And it was, um, it was very um, different situation, um, you know. But I was not able to keep really healthy boundaries with her. It, it was it was not a collaboration uh, because she's one of these people that is um, always in a pain cycle. There's always something in her life that is going on that is very dramatic and very painful for her. Um, and I, I got to tell you, I just, crumble like a weak old cookie when it comes to people who are in intense pain. I, I, as an empath and a highly sensitive person, I really struggle to keep myself centered and to stay on my side of the street and not try to fix them and not try to solve their problems and not try to, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. I, I really struggle with people like that. And I don't have many people like that in my life. And, and they rarely, you know, come into my life. Mm-hmm. But when they do, I, I really struggle. And, and, I'm, and I think that's a big part of why I'm looking at the word collaboration and why it's become really important to me. And I'm still unpacking our relationship and, and what happened and, and why. And looking at it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, deeply, and why my boundaries get so mushy with people like that. You know, there's a real history for me there, um, <clears throat> to the point where I'm, I'm actually taking a course online called Boundaries Boot Camp with this woman, Terry Cole. She's just fabulous. Uh, she's a longtime psychotherapist and really, really uh, gifted woman. And I am just in, like, astounded at uh, the depth of, of what was there. And I'm the one that did a particular behavior. I was, really, I was behaving in a controlling manner with her. And I think it just it was sort of the, the spark that lit the powder keg and we had a falling out and that was it. 
you know, uh, she declared that I was unsafe for her, and then she that we haven't really um, communicated since. And hmm. it was a very interesting look at my own. You know, it's again, it's that how do I support people, right? Uh, is it a collaboration or is it a power differentiation? You know, if she's needy, uh, you know, I get kicked into that feeling like, oh, I have to come up with the answer. I have to find the solution because I'm a channel and I'm psychic and I'm an empath and I can feel things and I know things and I'm the one that has to, you know, figure out something. I feel that um, she's that's the energy she's bringing to me that she's looking to me for solution and you know this is a this is a long time issue for me mm-hmm. and it rarely happens anymore but when i'm i'm involved with someone like herself it it comes up for me big time so i find myself trampling her boundaries you know giving unsolicited advice and just all kinds of crap you know and i just think Oh my uh-huh. God. I, I become, uh, you know, parts of my shadow get kicked into high gear. And, you know, I was grateful that the relationship ended because I could not hold my own. I was unable to maintain healthy boundaries with her. And so mm-hmm. I don't feel any blame or resentment or, you know, anger towards her in that respect. Uh, because, you know, when it comes down to it, she wasn't, she was just being herself. You know, I just could not manage my own self when I was with her or when we were talking. Right. So, but it, it, so I realized that my relationship with her was, was a kind of collaboration that was very much about shadow, that was very much about control and very much about um, you know, pain cycles, and and those are not the kind of collaborations that I want in my inner circle. You know, mm-hmm. my, my first ring of support. Absolutely. Things like that. Um, I, I tend to think of them like you know, if it doesn't happen for a while, and then someone comes in. It, it, for me, I see it as a an experience of reinforcing something that you've already grown into, and it's kind of a chance to check the footing of the building and make sure is this structure yeah. solid? Do you have these boundaries? Are they still in place? Have you lapsed in some area? And then, um, and you know, also with some people, with people like us, where we're willing listeners and whatnot, sometimes the more you left more space you give them, the more they take up. And so yes. it creates an imbalance. And, yes. and so in a, in a case like that, with a friend like that, when you hang up the phone, you can be very drained of energy because of the constant cycle of pain and drama. Yes. And that, and that and, was my, and that was on me for not saying no. I said exactly. no a lot. She was actually calling and wanting more of my time than I actually gave her. But it, I said no a lot, but, I got tripped up thinking that, oh, I can't say no more than I'm already saying because that would make me a terrible person and, and you know. Sure. Oh, so it, it, uh, it, it, you're right. This has been an extraordinary opportunity for me to look at my boundaries. And like I said, I'm taking this course, I, and I'm taking this course as a result 
of the loss of this relationship and everything it brought up. It was like, oh, girlfriend, your foundation is crumbly over here. You got to to shore it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to shore it up because your house is sagging, sister. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was a it was a real wake up call for me, and I'm so grateful because uh, I am discovering this weak part of my foundation that I have been wanting to to strengthen, but I didn't. I just didn't know how, and I didn't really understand the nuances of, of why it wasn't strong. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I love this stuff, Charlotte. I just, I love it when this, when these opportunities happen. And then Mother brings me this awesome course that's tailored exactly for what I need right now in my life. I mean. You know, this is this is the joy of of the, of our of our lives of the spiritual life. You know, um, I don't have to spend a lot of time wondering what to do. It just shows up. So like, yes. right here, just take this course and do it. Don't just pay for it. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> do the work. <clears throat> well, I I um. Just to say that, you know, I I feel in our collaboration a beautiful exchange of loving support and excitement for the other and understanding for the journey. So it's really such a beautiful process with us. And then I hope that all the listeners can aspire to collaborations like this in their relationships and take a look at their shadows aspects when it comes to people who drain them or toxic relationships or difficult work relationships. You got to look at your contribution to the collaboration. Right. And then right. from there. Well, said. well mm-hmm. said. Look at your we all have a contribution. Collaboration. Exactly. And, and, and think too, you know, what, how you behave in a collaboration affects the collective. It doesn't just affect the other person. It affects thousands yeah. of other people. And so the collective has been coming up in conversation on the air lately because of all the things happening with the planet and the natural disasters and whatnot, but we're all impacting each other. And so when we elevate ourselves, we elevate the collective and affect change. And we do that, we can do that consciously. So, yeah. yeah. Beautiful stuff. Uh, would you like to bring Mother through and see what she has to add before you have to go? I was just thinking the same thing. <clears throat> okay. Oh, wow. See, we are so in tune. Hold on just a second. All right. Talk to you when you get back here. Hello, beloved one. 
Hello, Mother. Welcome. Welcome back. Thank you, my dear. It is as always wonderful to be here with you and all those that are listening. Thank you for being here, Mother. Mm. So, we are uh, talking about collaboration, yes? Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. So, now you see why I'm always so joyful when I come to this body because it is a collaboration. Hmm. Right? Yes. It's fun. It is filled with uh, energy and grace and love and shadow and light. In short, it is filled with life. And when you are collaborating with others, with yourself, with the divine, with the planet, you are saying or declaring that you are willing to experience life. But mm. life as it is, not necessarily how you might uh, wish it to be, but how it is in this moment, the now. And a collaboration is basically you saying, okay, I'm going to bring my whole self, me as I am right now, not how I wish to be, not how uh, I pretend to be, but how I am now. And I'm inviting you, whether it's another person, uh, an entity, the divine as a whole, the collective, the planet, I'm inviting you to be yourself. Whether that means uh, shadow, light, hurricanes, sunshine, lovely weather, forest fires, um, uh, whether the divine is saying, uh, beloved, it's time for you to shift here. Uh, whatever it is, you are inviting everyone and everything to be themselves. And that is where the equality lies. Right? So, if you were to look, let's say, for example, you, Charlotte, and mm -hmm. me, mother, right? Now, if we were to look at energy, obviously mine would be <clears throat> larger, more expanded, more vast than your own. And if you allow yourself, it's easy to look at that as um, good and bad, right? Better, worse, right? So it's better to be bigger, more powerful, more vast than it is to be smaller, more limited, right? That is the mind's uh, decision or choice to see things in that light. Right. But that's where... Um, you all were talking earlier about the power differentiation comes. 
But if you looked at our relationship, the collaboration is where the equality is. Do you understand? You bring your whole self, and I bring as much of myself as you will allow, which might be considered in human terms my whole self. We each bring ourselves to the process, to the experience. And so, because all you have to give is your whole self, that makes the collaboration equal. Does that make sense? It does. But even though, if we look at things on a more subtle level, do I have the ability to uh, bring situations into your life, to, um, to utilize my energy, to help highlight things for you? Do I have powers that you do not have? Yes. But that does not negate the equality that is present in the collaboration. The collaboration is you have your part, no matter how big or small, and I have my part, no matter how big or small. And when those two parts interact, there is equality in the collaboration. Yes. Wow. So it's a matter of shifting the mindset from deciding that more is better, right? That's not true when it comes to collaboration. Okay. Okay. Right? So it's like uh, putting people with money, lots of money, that they are, as an individual, somehow better than people who do not have money. But if you notice, if you take someone with a lot of money and you put that person in uh, a volunteer position, right? They are helping out in a soup kitchen. Mm -hmm. And when that moment is where the wealthy person dips out the food and puts it in the bowl of the homeless person, that collaboration, that is equality right there. There is no better or less than. They have chosen to collaborate in that moment. And it has nothing to do with money or social position. It has nothing to do with um, how far one is along spiritually. This is why service, when it's done well, meaning that when service is done simply for the joy of service, not to get anything out of it, or to be seen in a certain light, but when you just serve for the sake of service, the joy of service, that's that uh, sort of what you say, uh, sweet spot, right? For 
the equality of collaboration. In that moment, nothing else matters. How many years you went to school versus the person you're collaborating with didn't, or they, how many years they went to school and you didn't, where they live, how much money they have. When you collaborate, when you invite collaboration, that is also a service. And that's where that meets, where you meet with another in collaboration, that is equality. So the invitation to collaborate from a sense of service is also a service? Yes. Yes. So when you are, let's take the, uh, the soup kitchen, right? Uh, when you go uh, with a sense of superiority, um, then you are really, uh, you are collaborating more from shadow than light. But if you show up with the recognition that you love doing service, you want to do service just to serve, but if there is no one to serve, then you don't get to serve. So the person who needs to be served in that moment, someone who is homeless and needs a meal, they provide the equality in that collaboration, right? And then they right. need a meal, and the person providing the meal needs to provide the meal. So there is equality in that moment when the collaboration happens. And you feel it. That's where the most power, the most energy is exchanged. And you feel vitalized, revitalized, injected with vitality rather than depleted. Mm. So if you look at uh, your radio show, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a need to provide this wonderful thing that you're doing. Same with the magazine. Same with your work with your clients individually. You have a need to provide these things. And so you look at the people who listen to your show, uh, will read your magazine, uh, who seek you out for, um, for private work. They need you as much as you need them. There is... That is the collaboration. And when you recognize that each is just as important as the other, even if you have information that they would like to have that they cannot find for themselves, or you, have, you are providing these kinds of experiences on your radio show and people... Uh, want to discover these kinds of experiences. When you realize that each person in the collaboration 
is of equal importance, that's when the energy exchange becomes very powerful. Yes. Interesting. Okay. When there's an imbalance to the equality, Mother, is there a way to to take note of that and correct a perception? Yes, because when you recognize an imbalance, it's your perception that is out of balance. So even if you are collaborating and what gets created from that collaboration is a negative or a shadow experience, it's up to you because, of course, you can only control your own mindset, your own inner world. Um, it's up to you to recognize that you are viewing it as an imbalance. Right? So if you and the other person or the other people involved are all of equal importance, then you sit up and take notice. Let's go back to the example you gave to Daniel of the friend that was uh, not asking you about your life and your day and how things are going with you. Yes. Now, on the surface, that would look out of balance. But in essence, it was not. You collaborated together in such a way to bring revelation to you, the individual. Uh What you do with what is created from all your collaborations, what you do with them is up to you. And if you start to see patterns, but, you know, when I collaborate with this person, even though I feel we are equal, what tends to get created has elements of shadow that don't work for me, that don't feel good for me, that are not in keeping with the way I wish to live my life. So is it possible to collaborate differently? Not necessarily stop collaborating, but can we collaborate in a different way that um, feels as though what we are creating together is more of light, more of love, more of expansion? Sometimes, yes, you can by speaking what you need, Uh, by asking what the other person needs. This is uh, interpersonal dynamics. You talk about it, you work it out, you meditate on it, you write about it, you explore it in essence. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you cannot uh, create more light through your collaborations with certain individuals. And so then you have to decide for yourself if it's time to find other people to collaborate with. Hmm? Yes. Hmm. Is it, did I make the, in the case of the other person who was calling me names, 
all of a sudden, I mean, her personality just changed after seven years. I didn't want to feel like I was giving up, so I hung in there for a longer time than maybe I should have. I, I just, I worry that I gave up or took the easy way out or or that then that I made the wrong decision is do I really have anything to worry about when I've reached the point of I can't do this anymore this is a wonderful um, example beloved and uh, um, the short answer is uh, no you did not give up uh, too quickly but here's what's interesting and I want you to look at this just for your own understanding those residual feelings maybe of guilt or fear that you gave up too quickly uh, or that you made a decision that may not have been the quote-unquote right one I want you to explore the equality all right explore Mm -hmm. your mindset around that relationship and see if you can feel if there were times when you felt or maybe overall you felt that things were not equal between you. And what you uh, may find is um, a better understanding of why it needed to end And it also, and this is my favorite part of seeing things through the lens of that equality, what starts to happen is that you have, in general, when relationships end or you have to uh, talk to someone or set a boundary in your case, like when you said, it's not okay for you to call me names. It's not funny. I don't like it. Please don't do it. Right? So, right. But what happens is you start to feel that you don't need guilt and shame and fear when it comes to if your relationships continue, if they don't continue, if they change, if they evolve, when you see yourselves as equals in the collaboration, regardless of what gets created through the collaboration, mm-hmm. when you are equals, there is no reason to feel that guilt, shame, or fear. Right. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. I think we both felt that way. Yes. And yes. made it made the, the divide even bigger to reach across it to say, hey, we're equals. But with the comparison going on on both sides, that's what lent more energy to the shadow aspect of it. Yes. So right. you have the opportunity. In all your collaborations, you have the opportunity to create something of light um, or shadow, but most often it can be a mixture of the two. But I will tell you that the better you get at seeing all your collaborate, not the individual, 
and what their abilities are in comparison to you or everyone has uh, gifts that you don't have and you have gifts they don't have and all Mm -hmm. of that. But if you take away all those conditions around equality, right? So take Mm -hmm. away uh, money, uh, soul gifts, uh, personality uh, traits, if you take all that away and you just look at all as equal, when you are collaborating, you are equal. That is the equality, is the connection, the collaboration. Mm-hmm. Then what happens is it makes it easier to start collaborating more with light. That the, what you create in your collaborations are light-filled and Hold that powerful energy exchange for uh, you and either the individual or the group of individuals that you are collaborating with. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I love that you use the soup kitchen with the, with the two people that I was searching for a word, but you just said it, the connection between the two, regardless of why they were both there and their background, just that connection and that recognition of the light within the other, that um, respect for another child of God. You don't necessarily have to acknowledge the light within them. No. Because uh, some people uh, do not have much of that in them. But what you do recognize is the equality that they are life, L-I-F-E, they are life and you are mm-hmm. life. I and see. you are both equal in life. Does that make sense? Whether it's okay. shadow life or light life or a heavier mixture of shadow or a heavier mixture of light, that's not the issue. Because um, it's Really, when we are talking about collaborating with others, it really is about that equality of connection of life. And you get to decide what we create together. Does it feel good? Do you want more? Should we do it again? Should you continue down that road? Or should you take a different path? Yes? Right. Okay. Because if you waited for that equality until you could recognize the light in another person, uh, I would not recommend that because what happens is um, some people have less than others. And uh, if you cannot find or feel the light in someone, you may not. Uh, allow yourself to collaborate. So, for example, again, the soup kitchen. Let's yeah. say someone is uh, has a his the, the person, the homeless person who's receiving the food, has a history of violence and mental illness. Mm-hmm. There is a darkness about them that is um, almost palpable. And I don't use the word evil. I don't see it that way. But uh, it's not that. 
and you don't fear that uh, they're going to leap across the, the pot and attack you. But when you feel them out, it may be hard to feel that light. So you don't want to base it on that because then you miss out on the beauty that is possible within the collaboration. Even right. if it's okay. one moment where they don't even look at you, but they hold their bow out. And maybe mm. they're feeling resentful that they have to be there and that you're there and that the, the, the whole dynamic. But when you see them as an equal in the collaboration, you are filled. Do you see? I do. That is such a clearer picture of that, of an exchange like that and the possibilities within it. Okay. Yes. That's, I'm sure something that happens every day where somebody out of their own shame or resentment might not look up into the other person's eyes. I was seeing a much more rosy picture of thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. You know what I mean? And no, many more realistic scenarios at play. I got it. Wow. Wonderful. All right, beloved. Thank you so much for inviting me into your radio home today, beloved. Thank you for being here, Mother. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your words. You are most welcome. I love you, my dear. I love you, too. All those that are listening, namaste. Namaste, Mother. Hey, Charlotte. Hello. <laughs> that was awesome. Ooh, I need to hear that. That just put a whole other kind of dimension into what I'm exploring about that inside myself. Yes. Me I too. Like I like that. My Thank goodness. you for and having us today, my dear. Always. I wish I could have you every day, but... <laughs> The the um the, the whole the, the whole concept of of, of the equality, and mm. and I'm glad she corrected me on you know I'm looking at people and breaking you know, Namaste or you know Jai Bhagwan yeah. I I bow to the light within you, is generally where I go when I meet people, but that correction of even that perception is so valuable, because that gets you to the equality that needs to yeah. be present for that collaboration. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and to also look at the possibility that uh, even if, um, you know, through a collaboration something negative gets created, uh, you know, to look at the other person or people with, with such a level of equality that in time it almost doesn't matter what the byproduct of the um, of the collaboration is in a sense because the energy of once you really feel that equality with the other person or people, um, it, 
that's it. I mean, that's where it's at. That's where the energy's at. Yes. You know, that's where the beauty of the exchange is, right there. That's where the joy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That, that's where you get the joy of it. Yes. And so, I'm, I'm sure there's times where we there are perceptual inequalities because we use our eyes and our and our five senses because we use those to look at people immediately yeah. the mind's going to pick out differences but yeah. i think if you go to your heart center and say you know i'm connecting with this life this right. equal of mine yes yes i like that that we're all equally filled with life right so there's you can't really like argue that so much you know what i mean because if a soul is in a body that's life you know that is what we understand as life so we're all equally in life so there you know that's a great place to to come to i agree to to go beyond what i see or what i smell or what i hear uh you know and and just look at others as equal in life to myself that was that was awesome yeah and i want to back that up just the fact that you're alive makes you equal yes exactly are you are you breathing in are you breathing out you're both equal so (laughs) i like (laughs) you like that but i also like the correction that you know not everybody has as much light as the others some people don't have a whole lot of light and i've met a few um the light wasn't there and and i'll i'll do the same i won't use the word evil but uh, sometimes you wonder about people's intentions, and yet we can't expect more from people. You know what I mean? Well, but that's life. You know, life is made up of both shadow and light, and there are people right. on all ends of the spectrum and and everybody in between. So, you know, but that doesn't mean just because they're filled with shadow doesn't mean they have less life than we do. You know, right? I mean. Because that's a part of life, exactly. and so I I like that. Yeah, that that made a big difference for me too. That that gives me a shift, like a, a almost a paradigm shift in looking looking around me. I love yep. it. Yep. Thank you so much, and thanks for suggesting the topic to begin with. It's wonderful. You're so welcome. It just you know it's up for me, and and uh, so I just wanted to talk about it with you and share and. Yes. Collaborate with you. <laughs> I love it. Collaborate with me on collaboration. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank um, you once again. And I, I look forward to our next talk. And just to tell the listeners, if you'd like to learn more, if you're new to the show, ladies and gentlemen, Danielle comes on the second Wednesday of each month at 3 p.m. Eastern. After a brief discussion, she brings mother through, as you just heard. And we learn a lot here about ourselves, about the world, about spirituality. And If you would like to learn more, visit BelovedPublications.com. Join the community, get to know Danielle, find out about her courses, classes, and her upcoming events. Anything to add before you go, Danielle? No, I just wanted to say uh, thanks for being – oh, you know what? I should say one thing quick. Well, I don't know. uh, My retreat is actually in uh, Georgia. I have a retreat with Mother coming up. Uh, from the 19th through the 22nd in Georgia. And there are still openings available. 
the retreat center released some rooms from the other group that's going to be there. And so there is now possibility. Uh, there's only single, single rooms available. Um, but if you're just last minute want to jump in, come on and join us. We'd love to have you. So you have a few extra spots. Wonderful. I'm sure the perfect people will fill those spots. That's great. <laughs> For sure. Have a wonderful retreat. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next month, my dear. Sounds good. Take care, sweetheart. All right, everybody. Visit spiritualinsightsradio.com if you would like to learn more about the show. Tune into the archives. Um, listen to more transmissions from Mother on a variety of topics. I have also enhanced the website to include links to Mother's videos that will take you directly to YouTube to see the video on that specific topic. I've also included a connection to Danielle's other appearances on um, ConsciousTalk.net. I've enhanced it so that we can have as much of Mother's material in one place for you to access. And, and that way you don't have to search and it's all right there. So I hope you enjoy that. And I hope you enjoyed today's discussion. I know I certainly did. And I'm eternally grateful to Mother for being in my life. Okay. Until next time, God bless and be at peace. You're listening to Love Advice with Leanne. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, hi, Leanne. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Why, in your professional opinion, do you never take my calls off the air? Is this Carl? Yep, it's Carl. I mean, we had a few dates. Everything was great. I thought, uh... Well, you know, when you switch to GEICO, you could save a lot of money on car insurance. Okay, awesome. You should call them. I will. GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer.